Man, do me a favor. I want you to make some noise for Jesus today. Come on. Get loud. Man, we love Jesus here at Avenue Church. And man, I also, if you're brand new with us today, man, thanks for checking us out. Happy 4th of July. And if you're brand, if you're brand new, I want to uh, mimic, uh, uh, man, I uh, mimic what Rebecca said. But man, can we just clap and welcome you if you're brand new today? Man, I'm so glad you're here. As well, I see lots of friends. I got some friends from Arkansas here today as well. And so also our online audience, man, we want to welcome you. Thank you for joining us today. We have a lot of views on our online service. So happy 4th of July to Martha. I know you're on there. Anissa as well. Carissa and Richard are watching from Hawaii today. And so not jealous at all. Not jealous at all. And so, man, we're so glad you're online. Can we give it up for our online crew as well? How many know we are one church in two places? And, man, we're going to continue to make a difference. But happy 4th of July. Really quick, I know it's not veterans or memorial, but if you have served our country in any capacity, any way, shape, or form, can you just raise a hand if you served our country? Can we? And I want you to look at those hands real quick, man. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. Thank you. Can we give them a standing ovation as they keep their hand up? Thank you for serving our country. Thank you. Thank you. Man, we honor you. We honor you. And I even know um, Kat, her husband, is also overseas as well. And man, we just, we love, we love our military. We love, uh, man, we love celebrating our independence as well. Also, if you're a little confused and you're brand new with us today, you're a little confused on why Rebecca was bleeping in the video. And that's because she was saying growth track and we have redesigned, repurposed our growth track into what's now called connect, connect. And uh, man, we love the word connect because growth track can kind of sound like a 72 week discipleship program that you can't get out of. All right. But growth track, that's what is it, what growth track is, is. It helps you to connect. We want you to connect you to your place. We believe that this is a great place to put some roots down. This is a great place for you to grow. We didn't start this church to use people to build a church. We started this church so we could build up people. And so we want you to find your place. Come on. But also, we want to find your people. Man, we want to find your people. That's in the context of small groups, doing life with individuals, going on vacation with people, you know, going out to lunch afterwards. We want you to find your people. Life is better when you're running together with one common purpose, one common goal. I promise you, life is so much better. And plus, my people got to be funny. Come on, I got to have funny people in my life. But we want to connect to your place, your people, and also your purpose. In Ephesians chapter 2, God placed gifts and purpose inside of you before he placed you on this planet. And so, man, we want to discover what that is. You're not an oops, you're not an accident. God didn't stick you on this planet and go, oh, no, I didn't make him good at anything. God made you a 10 in some area in your life, and we want to help you connect to God's purpose in your life. So we also have Connect One Day coming up in just two weeks. Sign up at avenuechurch.cc. We're gonna do we're gonna do all four steps, which is two typical two classes on one day. Pastor Lindsay and I will be there. Our Connect team will be there, and Jason's Deli will be there. All right, we're gonna feed you. It's totally free. But man, we would love to help you connect to your place, your people, and your purpose. Let's get your Bibles out real quick to Matthew chapter 6. I got a lot to say today. I believe today is going to be a wonderful day. If you're brand new today, man, my name is Pastor Jeremy, along with my wife. Man, we, uh, we, we have the honor and privilege to pastor this incredible church called Avenue Church. We're four and a half years old, and what God has been doing has been incredible. And how many know the best is still yet to come? It's been amazing. 
And that's been amazing because we have an amazing uh, A team. Man, we have an amazing uh, uh, those that call Avenue Church the home. And so I'm just thrilled what God's going to do. But Matthew chapter 6, we're in the middle of a collection of talks entitled On Earth As It Is in Heaven. On Earth As It Is in Heaven. And this is all from the prayer that Jesus said, Pray then like this, Our Father in Heaven, hallowed be your name. Man, if you grew up in church, you probably heard Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, right? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Man, there's the, I hear the Christians in the house today, right? Right? I hear you. Right? I'm going to talk to my people, my dad, in heaven. Your name's holy. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And for about 77 past weeks, we've been breaking down, what does it really mean to bring heaven to my earth? to my life. But I really believe we need to stop praying prayers. God, I, I hope I make it into heaven. And let's take it a step further and say, God, how can I bring heaven into my life? What would it be like to have signs and wonders and miracles? What would it be like to actually live free, completely free? What would my life look like? And then Jesus says, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts. We also forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. I love this because this is the Lord's prayer. But what the Lord's prayer is, it's a pattern, not a substitute. It's a pattern, not a substitute. It is not just something you pray. And, and, and it's great to pray at, at all times, pray without ceasing. But it's not just something you just pray as a substitute, just a checklist. You know, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. That's not what it is. It's a pattern. It's a pattern. And can I tell you, I challenge myself in this. When I pray in the morning, I say, dear, dear heavenly Father, you're my Father, you're in heaven. Man, your name is holy, that you're my Father who's in heaven, who cares about my needs. Man, you, you know that, that all the hairs on my head, you, you created me. I was fearfully and wonderfully made. I am God's masterpiece. I'm not God's grandson. I am God's son. You are my heavenly Father, and your name is so holy. Your name is good. You are perfect. You are a good heavenly Father. We've been on this series together. Your kingdom come. Father, I want you to bring the benefits of heaven into my life. I want to see signs and wonders and miracles and healing. But God, let your will be done. Let it not be my emotions or my feelings today. But I, I pray, let it be your will. Let it be your direction. Father, I understand that you're going you're gonna to open the right doors and you're going to close the wrong doors. I understand, Father, that if it's your will, a closed door is not rejection, but it's a change of direction. I'm preaching good today. Happy Fourth of July, right? On earth as it is in heaven. And then we learned this last week. Give us today my daily bread. But Father, it's not just spiritual nourishment, but it's also, it's all my current needs, my personal needs. Now, Father, I got some bills that are due, you know. Father, I got some needs in my life. Father, I don't know how, but give us today exactly what I need according to your will. So Father, I thank you that today fill me up spiritually. I pray today that, man, no matter what happens today, I'm still fulfilled by your presence. Man, I'm still fulfilled by your word and by prayer. And so I love this last part. It says, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our debts. We also have forgiven 
our debtors. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in this church. Father, thank you uh, for all those that are watching online as well, all those that are in this worship experience, not, not by chance, not by accidents, not by coincidence, but Father, they are here by your will, by your purpose. So Father, we just thank you for all that you're doing. And Heavenly Father, God, I pray, keep us safe as we blow things up today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, um, I, um, Matt, a couple, about a month and a half ago or so, about a month and a half ago, I uh, had the honor and privilege of speaking for a, another church in town, and it was their uh, men's breakfast, and I uh, got to go there and speak and, and, and you know, impart in their men, and man, we had a great time and a great breakfast as well. And then afterwards, the leadership of the church said, hey, uh, Pastor Jeremy, you play basketball? And I was like, you think? You know, and, and uh, I said, no, nah, uh, sure, you know, and they said, you need to join our league. We have a basketball league. And, uh, and so I said, sure. And how many of you know the, the Dunatos basketball team? I'll talk about it. And uh, right now we're 0-4. Come on, somebody. We're 0-4. We're having fun, though. We're having a good time. And, uh, the, I mean, and, and so I said, sure. And so I put it on my Instagram. All right, if you're not on Instagram, I apologize. Yeah, but I just put on my Instagram story and uh, put it out there. And can, can I just tell you, the men in our church, they came out of the woodworks, man. They were like, I'll play basketball. And I was like, I don't even know we're friends on Instagram. You know, like, you don't comment on my stuff. You know, like, where are you at? And, and so they said, let's, let's, uh, let's do this uh, basketball thing together. And then we, I had so many guys from Instagram. Then we went, like, guerrilla warfare, all right? Like, on Sunday mornings, we're like, are you good? You know, join my basketball team. And next thing you know, uh, there's a, a league fee. So we paid the league fee. And then the league called us and said, you need some amount of guys. And so we had too many guys. And, and now we have substitutes. And then the league called me back and said, hey, pastor, you need to have jerseys. I said, jerseys. And so then we got jerseys. And the drip is real with our jerseys, all right? We got Avenue logo and numbers. And it's amazing. We look good, but we're 0-4. And, but we look good. I mean, we look good. It's all that matters. And, uh, and so, so we got jerseys, and they're like, you have a number. We have to have numbers for our, I mean, we, I mean, it becomes this grand old thing. And one Sunday morning, uh, one Sunday, and I'm learning, it's not just, it's not pickup ball, because the only basketball I've ever played was like old fat man league, all right? It was just, it was just show up with a headband, you know? And uh, I begin to learn that it's, this is a legit, legitimate league, and it's two months long. Two months. Playoffs are in August. And so I'm in the hallway, and uh, somebody comes up to me and is like, hey, Pastor, um, you know, here's the money for the jersey, for the basketball jersey. And my wife, Pastor Lindsay, comes by. She goes, uh, what? And I realized at that moment, I never asked her. <laughs> I never told her. And she said, huh? I said, oh, oh, babe, you know. And she said, I don't know. And I said, I'm in a basketball team. And she said, what? For three months on Sunday nights. So do me a favor. Tell your neighbor to title my message today. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Today I'm talking about forgiveness on this 4th of July. And, uh, and she has. And she has. 
And so Matthew chapter 6, I want to check this out. All right, and man, we make mistakes, but man, we have a great series coming up called Sitcom, and that's about sex, love, and marriage coming up in August. It's going to be a great, great series, so make sure you're ready for that. But I love this, Matthew chapter 6, it says, give us this day our daily bread. Now, we talked about this all last week. Give us this day our daily bread, comma, and... So I want you to talk about this. So last week we talked about this day our daily bread means don't ask God for tomorrow's needs. Ask him for only for today because today comes every single day. Okay? And so if we're asking God for tomorrow, then I'm not trusting God for today. So as we talked about that last week, so make sure you check that on our YouTube and our Facebook. But it says give us this day, not tomorrow, today, comma, give us this day, comma, and give me this day forgiveness. So give me today forgiveness. God, Jesus, this is a pattern I'm going to pray. Forgive me. I need forgiveness today. This here gives me a posture of humility, a posture of God, I need you, right? I'm positioning myself. God, give me today forgiveness. I'm not perfect. I'm not as holy as I should be. God, I've made mistakes. If you're, if you're, if you're, if you identify with all those words, you said, welcome to Avenue Church. This is a great place to grow, right? Give me the forgiveness today, but also I need to forgive others. This tells me, and this is what Jesus said over 2,000 years ago. Jesus said, guys, listen, daily we need forgiveness and daily, there will always be someone to forgive. I got to say that one more time. That's so good. Daily, we need forgiveness. We like that part, right? Yes, forgive me. But daily, there will always be someone to forgive. Amen. Always. Always. Now you say, Pastor, that's a strong word. I just got to say it. Always. I'm going to prove my point in a minute, but John, 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, God is so faithful. Someone needs to see this today. If we confess, God, I'm confessing. Uh, this is what I need forgiveness for. I, I've fallen short in this area. God is so faithful. God is so righteous. He will forgive us of our sins. And not only will he forgive you, but he'll clean you up. He'll clean you up. I love that because all of us are in this posture. God, forgive me, but clean me, yes. heal me, restore me. So someone needs to see this point today. Jesus always forgives. Jesus always forgives. And I believe there's going to be breakthroughs to somebody today. I believe by the power of the Holy Spirit that you've been fighting God against this. No, no, pastor, no. You don't know. You don't know how bad I was or how bad I am, there is no way Jesus will forgive me. According to his word, if you confess and believe, he will forgive you and he'll heal you. Amen. And that is what our vision is at Avenue Church. I want you to know God. I want you to know religion or church. Like We can know church real well. God is good all the time. But we can still be in captivity. I want you to know God we want you to find freedom. You can only find freedom until you know God. And the truth will set you free. It's a relationship with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the ones who will forget, the one who will forgive you and cleanse you so you can discover your purpose and you can make an eternal difference. I want Jesus to free me from my yesterdays so I can move forward into my tomorrows. And you're going to learn all about that and connect. But listen to me. Today's Independence Day, right? 
We need to find forgiveness in order to find freedom. Man, we've got to find forgiveness in order to find freedom. And for many of us, we've been on a spiritual journey. I mean, whether it's this year, past four years, I mean, over 10 years, whatever your timeline is, and you've been trying to find freedom, I believe maybe that ingredient you're missing is forgiveness. Because Jesus said, hey, I, I, I will always forgive you. Give us this day our daily bread, comma, and forgive me, but also I forgive them every single day. Jesus says, always forgive. Always forgive. And I love this. So here's what Jesus did. Jesus came, and we've been in this journey for past seven. I mean, we've never done a series this long at Avenue Church, right? And, and so Jesus said, always forgive. He came from heaven to earth, and he totally, he's changing, he is changing everything. He is saying, I came to fulfill the law. I didn't come as a military leader or a political leader. I came as a humble son of a carpenter. I came to die on a cross. I came to be a lamb going to the slaughter to pay for the death and penalty of your sins, right? Jesus is changing the game, but Jesus has to change even the disciples. And I love this. Peter came up to Jesus in Matthew chapter 18, and he said, Lord, I love this. Lord, I always picture Peter like, I don't know, like, like New Jersey or something. Like, Lord, hey, how often? <laughs> I love this. How often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Like, how often? How many times? And I love this. As many as seven times? Now, back then, the Pharisees said, you forget someone up to five times. Five times, you're good. So Peter added two more because he's smart. He's like, hey, Jesus, how many times? Like, five or seven seven times and then I got beat them up or you know like like get my vengeance on them you know like can I ha, hey Lord I love Peter because he's got no filter he's just the guy that says things right how many times and Jesus said to him I do not say to you seven times but 77 times or seven times right 77 times I love this because Jesus wasn't trying to bring common core math 2,000 years ago come on somebody Thank you, Lord. But what Jesus was saying, he says, as many times as it takes, you forgive. As many times as it takes, you forgive. Now hear me out. I want you to understand, a lot of times we think, well, if I, if I have to forgive that person who hurt me, and I keep forgiving them because I'm close to them, I have to reconciliate with them. I just want to challenge you. Forgiveness and reconciliation are not the same thing. Understand me. So if there's someone who's toxic in your life, and you say, the Bible says, as many times as it takes, I'm going to forgive them. But I want you to understand, you don't have to reconcile, you don't have to have close proximity with them, but I want you to reconciliate with them in your heart to know that you're not bitter, or you're not, I have unforgiveness in your heart. But I want you to understand, repeat of forgiveness may lead to greater distance. And that's Okay. That is okay. Great repeated forgiveness may lead to greater distance. Now sometimes you might have to distance yourself and allow the Holy Spirit to deal with that individual. And maybe later on you can have a relationship. Maybe, maybe. But sometimes as you forgive, you may have to create greater distance. It is such a balance. It's, it is not like uh, happens once, shame on them. Happens again, shame on me. I want you to be better, not bitter. But sometimes 
we, we always forgive. I'm going to tell you something. A lot of times true forgiveness is not walking up to somebody and say, hey, I've forgiven you like 10 times and I've hated you for 10 years, but I forgive you. And they're like, what in the world? Oftentimes true forgiveness, you forgive them in their heart. You forgive them in their heart. I'm talking about true forgiveness, that the next time you see me in the room, your heart doesn't turn. Next time you see me in the room, you say, I've forgiven them. I've forgiven them. But here's what I've realized in my spiritual journey. I've realized being a minister for over 19 years. I've realized that often the greater the forgiveness, the greater the grace. The greater the forgiveness. I know why you're clapping, right? The greater the forgiveness, the greater the grace. The man, I love our church. I love our church is reaching our city, our communities, city of Las Vegas. We have a great audience. We have people watch it across the nation as well. But I love that there's individuals that walked in this building and they said, Pastor, I, I promise you, the moment I walk into Avenue Church, the building's going to burn down. Man, it's going to be, I won't be welcome. It's going to be insane. And then they, then they experience the life-giving presence of the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ. And they experience true forgiveness. And when you receive a large amount of forgiveness, you know what happens? You have a large amount of grace for others. Man, you're like, I know. I mean, I have grace over your life. The Apostle Paul, he wrote to Timothy. He wrote Timothy a letter, 1 Timothy. And the Apostle Paul said, listen, listen, Timothy. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly. Why? Because Paul used to be Saul, the one who was killing Christians. And on his way to the road to Damascus, God knocked him off his horse, blinded him, and said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Not my Christians, not my followers, but when you hurt them, you're hurting me. And Paul has a transformational, man, he changes from Saul to Paul, and God changes his life. Paul receives God's forgiveness, begins to write most of the New Testament. And he says this, the grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly. The greater the forgiveness, the greater the grace. And so he said, man, it was poured out on me along with the faith and love that is in Christ Jesus. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And this is what Paul says, of whom I'm the worst. I'm the chief. Of all sinners. Man, I love this. But, but for that very reason, I was shown mercy. I was shown grace. I was shown compassion. Come on, somebody. I'm excited on this 4th of July. Because we were the great, I was the chief of all sinners. And God showed his grace in my life. So that the worst of sinners, he says it again. So that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience. Some of you need to see this word today. You're like, I don't know if I want to take a step yet. I don't know if I want to repent or get involved. And Jesus has immense patience. He's waiting. He's not pushing. He might challenge you through the power of the Holy Spirit, but he is waiting as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. I want to challenge you today. Forgiven people, forgive. Forgiven people, forgive. Forgiven people, forgive. And I want you to hold on to this moment. There's somebody you're thinking of. That person, that individual, maybe even that scenario or that organization or even that church. I want you to think of that 
I want you to hold on to that for just a second because many of us are asking, okay, pastor, yes, amen, hallelujah, but how can I forgive that person? Can I, can I, can I tell you, is that I've been in church world for a long time, grew up in church. A lot of times the church answer is, well, just do it. <laughs> Anyone else? Or is that just me? All right. Am I the only person with issues in this room? Well, the real person with issues stand up. It's only me. Right? Like, how do I forgive that person? Well, you just do it. Glory to God. <laughs> just do it. I'm like, this ain't Nike. All right? I'm on a spiritual journey. How can I forgive that person? Here's what's interesting. Matthew chapter 7. Jesus begins to go, okay, guys, listen. Listen. You'll recognize them by their fruits. Our grapes gather from thorn bushes or from figs from thistles. And even the disciples are like, what are we talking about? And we're talking about forgiveness. And he's like, guys, listen. Grapes are gathered from thorn bushes. Apples from trees. They're like, what? So every healthy tree bears good fruit. But the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A bitter tree produces bitter fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down, thrown into the fire. Thus, you'll recognize them by their fruits. Can I just tell you, because of this statement, I can see your unforgiveness. I can see it. I can see your unforgiveness. Now he takes it a step further. Paul takes what Jesus said in Galatians chapter 5. And Paul says, now the works of the flesh are evident. All right, this is, this is the fruit of the flesh. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery. And here's what's interesting. I found these as the same fruit of unforgiveness, enmity, right? Strife, jealousy, fits of anger. You know what this word means? You're hostile. You're hostile. Man, fits of anger, rivalries, decessions, divisions, envy. Envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. That's a big church word right there. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And here's what's interesting. Then he continues to say this, but listen to me. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such thing, there is no law. Here's what's incredibly interesting is I can see your unforgiveness, but I can see your freedom. I can see it right here. But here's what's interesting. We need the fruit of the Spirit to help us to forgive. Because here's what's interesting. Forgiveness will set you free from unforgiveness. That's deep, huh? Real deep. But it's so true. That if you have unforgiveness, we need to forgive. And I can see your unforgiveness. But my prayer is if you walk in with unforgiveness, my prayer today is you walk out with forgiveness. That I'll be able to see the fruit of the Spirit. And I love this. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. See, when Jesus said, Matthew chapter 6, he says, 
pray this prayer. Father, daily forgive me, but daily forgive them. But then he continues to go on and say that if you don't forgive them, then I cannot forgive you. I want you to understand, I've been studying that this week and going, okay, does that mean I'm not going to go to heaven? Does that mean I'm not forgiven? Does that mean I won't be able to experience freedom? Does that mean that because I have unforgiveness towards them, I just, I can't, I can't forgive them. The hurt is too great. What do I do? But before I answer that question, there's two types of unforgiveness I've seen. The many of us, we have settled unforgiveness. You know, un, you know what settled unforgiveness is? And I, I really debate it. Do I put unsettled unforgiveness? You know what settled unforgiveness is? Is that you're content with not forgiving them. That you're content every single day that they don't deserve it. And because of them, I have a chip on my shoulder. Because of them, they don't deserve, they don't deserve what I can give them. And can I tell you, the settled unforgiveness will make you bitter, angry, unfulfilled. It'll distract you from purpose. It'll distract you from what God has for your life. Settled unforgiveness. But the second one is revealed unforgiveness. Is revealed unforgiveness. And you know what this is what I've been encountering as I get older and older. Is that maybe something happened to you when you were younger. And maybe when you were younger, uh, maybe something traumatic, dramatic, something that just changed your life. And you went through the experience. And as you got a little older, you said, I forgive. I, I forgive. I forgive. It doesn't bother me. It affects me, but it doesn't bother me. I completely forgive. But I found that as I get older, there's been many situations or scenarios in my life as a young child, as a teenager, that because of the trauma I went through, and I didn't realize it was trauma, but I just said, I forgive. But now that I am in that person's shoes as an adult or as a father, or even as a pastor. I've been finding out unforgiveness is actually being revealed. I've been finding out, I've been getting a little bitter, going, how could they? Because I never would. Because I am now in their shoes 20-some years later. How could they? Whoa, 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 wait, I forgave, but now I understand. And because I understand, why would they? How could they? How dare they? I begin to realize, Father, forgive me. I forgive them. Again. Again. I love Luke chapter. Luke chapter 23. I want you to understand, when Jesus was on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them. Forgive them for their sins. Forgive them for the penalty. Forgive them for driving nails into my hands, nails into my feet. 
Forgive them for mocking me, spitting on me. Forgive them for casting lots for my robe. Forgive them for beating me with the cat of nine tails. Father, forgive generations to come. Forgive the city of Las Vegas in the year 2021. Forgive this person and that person. Forgive all humanity. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Now, when Jesus said, if you have unforgiveness, I cannot forgive you. Is that, is, is he being, is this an oxymoron? Is he saying, is he tricking me? But what I found is if we don't forgive them, Jesus can't set us free. It really, it should say, Father, it really should say, Father, I pray they forgive them so I can heal them. So I could heal them. Because it's really, it's almost two types. Jesus will forgive you for eternity. But he also wants to heal you for today. He wants to heal you for today. And so God said, I said it in my word. In my word. If you don't forgive them, you can't find freedom. Therefore, I can't heal you and redeem you. So somebody needs to see this today. Jesus always forgives. He always forgives. But somebody in this room today, you need to receive God's forgiveness, but also this moment. We are intentional in this service today. In just a moment, I want us to go into a worship song. And I want you to see this word on the screen as we worship. To say, God, thank you that today you forgive me. But I also, today, I forgive them. I forgive them. It might take a song today. It might take a drive on the way home today. It might take another week and you come back at Avenue Church, you go to our prayer team and you say, I forgive. I forgive. Because I want you to know God. I want you to find freedom. So do me a favor. Would you just stand with me, please, for just a second? I want every head bowed and every eye closed in this room today. And I want you to have a moment with the Holy Spirit, a moment with Jesus today. The Galatians chapter 5, it says the fruit of the Spirit is kindness. The fruit of the Spirit is that compassion and that grace. The fruit of the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, the Guidance, man, or, man, He's part of the Trinity. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you and to help you to forgive them. So I want you to just take a moment today. You can stand, you can sit. But I want you to forgive that person, that organization, whatever it is. I want you to say, Jesus, I forgive.
Now, with every head bowed, every eye closed. You might be saying, Pastor, you asked my own question. How do I forgive? Can't just say, church, it's still supernatural. And it's only by the Holy Spirit. The one who gives us the fruit of the Spirit. Love. Kindness. But if I confess my mouth, my sins, God is faithful and he is righteous. No translation, he is just. He will forgive us, but then he'll heal us. So when we confess, God, I, I, I need forgiveness. But we also confess, God, I forgive them. If you're in this room today, every head out of eye closed. And you say, I got somebody in my life I need to forgive. And I pray that the Holy Spirit sets you free. The moment you raise two hands, if that's you, say, Pastor, I, I got somebody in my life I need to forgive. Just raise two hands. It's just like what Abby's singing. It's surrender. It's surrender. My hands are up as well. And so, Jesus, we just thank you. I think a, a, a prayer that we look at as a, as a substitute or a task list has now become a pattern of my relationship. So, Heavenly Father, I pray today that although they don't deserve it, we didn't deserve it. The Father, today, I forgive him. So wherever you're at in this room, just say it in your heart, I forgive. I forgive. Say so and so in your heart. In Jesus' mighty name, I speak healing. I speak freedom. In Jesus' mighty name. You can look at me for just a second, because not only does Jesus always forgive, but the original word, forgive, means to dismiss, to go away, to leave, leave behind, pardon, cancel, a debt, to stop, to send away. And when you say, forgive me, God is canceling. God is wiping it all clean. Some of, some of us in this room, we think God's going to finally cap it in heaven. And when we say, Jesus, forgive me, and he goes, of what? Of this. And he goes, oh, oh, man, you've done that 365 times last week. You know, God doesn't have a filing cabinet. He has nothing. Because the moment, you, you, moment he forgives you, he forgets. He remembers no more. In Romans 10, you're going to start seeing the scripture verse every single week. That if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be forgiven. Can I just say it is an honor to do life with you. It is an honor to grow together and what God is doing. But I can see forgiveness in this room today. I can see that there's been some people in this room 
you've been set free by the power of forgiveness. I want to ask you a question today. Maybe you're here today and you said, Pastor, I don't have a relationship with Jesus. I don't know God. Will you help me in this spiritual journey? Will you help me to confess with my mouth? And will you help me to believe in my heart that God raised me, that God raised Jesus from the dead, and that I can be saved today? If that's you today, and you say, will you pray that prayer with me? I want to give my life to Jesus. I want Not, not only do I want to bring heaven to earth, but I want to get to heaven, Pastor. I want to live a life of freedom. And if that's you today, just put a hand up, put it right back down. Yes, anyone else? Yes, just put a hand up, right back down. Yes, anyone else? Yes, put it right back down. Anyone else? Come on, that's, that's amazing. It's incredible. And so I'm fired up. I got to get out of here, all right? So let's bow your heads, close your eyes. Let's all pray a prayer together. Because how many know we don't pray alone at Avenue? Everyone in this room say, dear Jesus, say thank you for paying for what I did. Say thank you for dying on the cross. So today, I repent of my sins. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that you are Lord of my life. Say the best way you know how, I'm going to live for you. Say, I now know who I'm saved, who I am. I'm forgiven. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God.